Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. We were like together on an episode not very long ago. And I know. Now we're back. And we talked about how they never let us be on an episode together. But then. But now that you're in charge. I had an epiphany. Exactly. I'm in charge. We can do whatever we want. I like this. It's nice. We're going to start. We'll start doing one to two episodes a week of just us. And then we'll just let Logan and Quint rotate in from time to time. You're slowly taking over everything. It's the goal. It's like the quiet domination. Mm-hmm. Just kind of creeping in. Exactly. Um. Okay, here's what I want to talk about today. What? Because I realized that I need to process it with someone, and this is forced processing time because you can't go anywhere. Oh, I can. But yesterday, <laughs> and you will. That. <laughs> um, yesterday, one of my friends, I found out they had never been to Chick fil A before. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. And Jack. that hurt me deep. Does that not offend you the way that it offended me? Uh. No, because I don't really ever go to Chick-fil-A. Really? When's the last time you went to Chick-fil-A? Daniel. I don't know. On a road trip, probably. Forever You've go. Be I don't kidding. go to Chick-fil-A as like, I don't make Chick-fil-A part of my normal life. You should be. No. I went to Chick-fil-A twice yesterday. Yeah, because no. I went in on the way in for a chicken biscuit. Because yesterday was Valentine's Day. It was. And they, you told Even me they Even though today is biscuits. March 1st, according to when this releases. Yes. But yesterday was Valentine's Secret. Day. Secret. Yeah, the they production. do heart biscuits on Valentine's Day, which is amazing. So I went for breakfast. And then when I found that out, I was like, okay, well, forget climbing. Like, pack your stuff up. We're going right now. And she yeah. loved it. She's one of those people that um, they don't, like intentionally don't get super excited about things like they're like ah whatever like yeah it's all right mm-hmm. but i saw her face light up when really? she took that first bite so of you that know me sandwich. and how boring i am and i yes. eat pretty much the same thing every day yep so a bowl when i do eat chick-fil-a the problem is i'm still hungry what like my body are you getting to do. Ch- chicken what but like are have? you well, okay well what everything on the menu is chicken what what's your order I don't know. Uh, either like those little chicken uh, nuggets, things, nuggets, or uh, oh my gosh! Ooh, wow, I didn't expect that at all. I really didn't expect that. Or like a sandwich. Okay, thing, the chicken I nuggets I feel like wouldn't fill you up as much because there's no like bread. Do you get fries or do you get like a fruit cup? You feel like a fruit cup guy. Yeah, probably. I've had a salad there before. I'm still hungry. I've once ordered. They have like a party platter of grilled chicken. What? things what why would you order like that? 50 or no i don't know how many comes in the party platter thing the nuggets or yeah. like a wrap or something no it's like the like the little nuggety things there's like a big tray of them you got 30 grilled nuggets is it how is that how many is well i used to work there you should know this i know this so the small or like they have like a 30 count which isn't technically a catering tray but people always are like oh i want the platter it's like a dinner sized like yeah, okay, that's probably 30. Tray thing. I don't or know, whatever it was. 64 is the next one. I hope you didn't eat 64 grilled nuggets and still be hungry. <laughs> I don't know. We were, we were in Texas once, and we had like just landed on the plane, and I hadn't eaten lunch. And I was like, I just need a lot of chicken. And so did I you just, get a I side got, when you did that? I don't think so. Hmm. It was just like, it's like eating grilled chicken breast. And yeah, but yeah, even hungry. when I eat grilled chicken breast at home, 
I'll if make I don't have like rice or pasta or beans, I'm still yeah. starving. Well, do you use sauce? Because sometimes the sauce will fill you up. The buffalo. Okay. I actually respect that. I thought we were going to argue about sauce choices for a while, but I'm Always okay with that. Yeah. The best, this is my Chick-fil-A hack for those who are listening. No one asked for this uh, long ad this for Chick-fil-A, really... but I'll always give free advertising words to you, and they yeah. deserve it. Um, I used to work at Chick-fil-A. This is the best breakfast order. Are you ready? I guess. I was waiting for more excitement from that couch. Out. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next time you do, egg white grilled, which is like their grilled like McMuffin kind of thing. What do you have against the yellow? Just... All right, I'm not I'm not dealing okay. with you right now. Egg white grilled, add bacon. That's really important. Okay, bacon. And then you dip it in buffalo sauce. Okay. You would actually like that if you like the buffalo sauce. Sounds pretty good. It's fire. Yeah, I um I would drive by Chick Fil A and just go to Chipotle personally for breakfast. For anything. If Chipotle did breakfast, would you go there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I knew that would be your answer. Burrito or a uh, <laughs> talk like a uh, what do you call it? Uh, breakfast omelet bowl thing. That's actually or a great idea. They one of the airports has a Chipotle in it and serves breakfast. Do, is it like a burrito bowl and then they just add egg? I think so because I think one of the airports on the East huh. Coast. Oh, some listener will correct me on this. I'm sure. Like in order to have a restaurant in it, required it to be open for breakfast. Like you couldn't not be open for breakfast. And so I think that Chipotle does a breakfast menu, but. It's not something, obviously, you can find it in each Chipotle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I wake up and think like, oh, I really want to have Chipotle in this moment. But I bet they could have a fire breakfast spread. Carnitas bowl with eggs in it. That'd be so good. That would be nice. Right now. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, okay, anyway. We actually do have You know what else today. is so good? Jewel Financial, our sponsor <laughs> for this episode and all episodes. Don't forget to send us some questions. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org if you have a question. And we're looking for junior questions right now, too. So if you have a junior who has a question, send that on. All right. Today, we've got a question from Johnson. Johnson, what do you got? DIY. Hey, DIY Money. This is Johnson from Virginia. Wanted to reach out. I've just saved up six months worth of expenses uh, or an emergency fund. And I was curious on you all's thoughts of where you think I should stash that, um, be it a traditional brick and mortar savings or a high yield savings um, or potentially a money market fund in a, in a brokerage account. And uh, I know that the banks are going to give me FDIC insurance uh, and so a brokerage might be a little bit more risky, uh, but would love to hear you all's thoughts on where you think the best place to hold that might be. Thanks. Boom. Great question, Johnson. I know we have talked quite a bit, uh, especially recently, like coming into the new year, about you need an emergency fund. Get an emergency fund. But I don't mm-hmm. know that we've really uh, dove into the specifics about where to keep it, how much to have, minus, I think we said three to six months, question mark, when we talked about that. Yeah, it depends on your sort of life scenario. Yeah. But let's talk about this. So I think the first thing uh, that is worth mentioning in this, and yes, we can talk about like, definitely don't have an investment account. Definitely don't do this or whatever it might be. Safety first. Safety first. Yes. The first kind of along the safety first mentality thing you need to think through is the mentality of the peace of mind that comes. So the purpose of your emergency fund is to give you that crutch essentially so that you're not 
so invested in the markets that if things start to perform poorly, all of your equity is tied up. And a lot of times, if you don't have an emergency fund, one, you might make dumb decisions just out of that emotional response, or you're forced to pull out money when it's low because your car breaks down or something like that. So Daniel, talk to me a little bit about where's the best place to keep an emergency fund, where is definitely a place you shouldn't, and dive into that a little bit. Well, definitely, more than likely, do not keep it at a bank that's not giving you any yield. Uh, so the big name banks right now, still, we've talked about this for like as long as this podcast has been on the air. Mm-hmm. But the big the big name banks, the, the ones that everybody knows, don't really have to pay you any interest in your savings account because uh, they don't have to because you'll just sock money there. You already have an account. You're not going to think about it from like the general population standpoint. Right, Most right. people won't think about it. They're like, oh, I have a savings account. Great. There are uh, things like online banks, high-yield savings accounts, various things like that that will pay you, especially in today's environment, uh, as of the beginning of 2024, over 4% per year per year uh, compared to those big-name banks that are paying like less than a quarter of a percent. Right. So it's preposterous. Uh, so at a bare minimum, open a account online somewhere. You can transfer it via, you know, uh, ACH, which is like the bank-to-bank money movement. And it can, like, if you press the button today, it'll be in the next bank the next day. Right. And if you needed it, you just transfer it back or whatever. So keep that in mind. Uh, so bare minimum, you probably do that. You could look at things like a money market. A money market is just a fund it's an investment, so it it is slightly more risky, though not significantly more risky than a savings account. And the reason I say that is is there is um, so the what makes a money market fund and what makes the yield in a money market fund is it's super short, ultra short term debt uh, that the fund holds. However, in the liquidity crises that we've seen in the nation thus far. The Federal Reserve has opted to basically bail out money market funds, smart money market funds. So you're talking about like U.S. Uh, treasuries, super safe stuff, not like super risk, like uh, uh, lower credit money market funds. We're talking like the top tier. So you're looking for stuff that owns U.S. government bonds um, or high high value, uh, high credit rating asset classes. Um, so. You, you can kind of tell those by the names. It's like government money market fund or something like that. And the the Federal Reserve, through the pandemic and through the credit crisis, things like that, has typically uh, backstopped or basically said that those aren't going to fail. So if history repeats itself, which we don't know if it will, even during sort of really tumultuous times, it seems like those are going to be shored up because they are integral to the plumbing of the U.S. financial system. So uh, money market fund... The summary of that is it's a step riskier than a savings account, but not massively. You do have to go into your brokerage or your bank. You do have to purchase those, and then you do have to sell them um, and then transfer the money out. So I'll say it'll add an extra day to get your money. So we have uh, brokerage accounts at Charles Schwab. We invest in some money market there. That's a like a mutual fund that basically you purchase. So if I needed that money... I would sell that mutual fund today. It'll settle overnight, which means the cash is in my account tomorrow, which means then I can press the button to move that to my bank. So you're talking about 48 hours versus, say, 24 hours in a uh, high-yield savings account. 
Right. And that reminds me, too, I meant to mention this at the beginning. Well, it looks like we got us a college graduate. But make sure that in addition to an emergency fund that is three to six months, whatever you're comfortable with, set aside in one of those accounts Daniel was mentioning, you also have that $1,000 of fast cash. So this isn't trumping the fast cash. Checking or, I mean, mine is in bank savings because I can just push a button and... yeah. Or go pick it up. I'll stop by on the way. And what? Say, Take you my go to your bank? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Like, who goes to their could, bank anymore? Though. And they're so nice in there. I love my bank. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, make sure that you also have that really fast cash. So that way, if you had, say, a car repair, that's when I pretty much always end up using that stupid thousand dollars that you don't have available in your checking account, you can quickly pay for that. And my car doesn't have to sit in the shop for three days. They can go ahead and fix it and I can pay for it then. That's fair. So that's an important caveat. And then I was going to talk a little bit, too, about the high yield, just to mention this, because a lot of times we'll meet with clients. This is such a common question that we get or something that people don't even think about, because when they think emergency fund, like you said, they just put it in their bank savings. They get next to nothing in interest, and they just don't realize there's another option that's safe. So as you're looking at high yield accounts, a lot of times if you actually just call your bank that you have it in now, sometimes they have these little secret hidden high yield or some places call it performance savings, something like that already at the bank. They just don't advertise it because they don't like to pay interest that they don't have to. So a lot of times that's a quick, easy first step is just to give them a ring and see if they have one. If they don't, a lot of the major credit card companies have high yield savings accounts. Like I use Discover is where I have mine. So that's an easy way to to not have to have like a hundred different accounts. For me, I like to keep everything as simple as possible. Anything like else to add? Yeah. Once you're in a high yield savings account, you don't need to go chase fractions of a percentage at that point. Right, right. So sometimes we'll see people, you know, they're getting four point two five and one and they're like hey, I can get 4.35 or 4.4 somewhere else. And yes, in a perfect world, you would move all of your money over to that one and scrape out those extra little fractions of a percentage. But in real life, uh, it's most of the time not worth the hassle of moving around. So once you find like a reputable high yield uh, savings account bank, and most of them at that point are going to be within a stone's throw of each other most of the time. And if one of them raises it, to be more competitive, what typically happens is eventually within a couple months, the other one follows. Um, they, they all stay pretty mirrored and within a short Right, um, because those interest rates will fluctuate. Mm-hmm. This account isn't going to always get 4% or whatever you sign on Yeah, that's what you get today when you deposit it, um, starting today until the, they change it again. And you'll usually get... Most of the most of them give you a notice, an email or something. When oh, they if it's a good interest rate or, change, they love to email you and say, hey, that. just so you know, you're getting an extra point one. Yeah. So just be ready for that. I forget if they do it on the way down. I don't know if <laughs> there they... There was a while. While there were, they were like lowering it, lowering it, lowering it. Yeah. I'd be interested to see. Probably not. I don't think they're going to send like, me the, oh, by the way, exclamation points. probably like really, uh, really enthusiastic email about something else and then like at the very bottom. Oh, by the way. In the fine print. Yeah. Like, We've just also, lowered your interest rate. We're lowering your just interest just, rate. You know, <laughs> slide it in there. But uh, but yeah, most of them, most of the 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 big, not the big banks, but like the the ones that are well known for high yield. Um, you said Discover Allies pretty well known. Um, Capital One has one, I think. Marcus used to have one, but I think they've started. I think Marcus Bank, which was owned by Goldman, it was like a division of Goldman Sachs. I think they've phased out of the retail market. Amex, I think, has one. Um, 
so a lot of different ones. Apple actually has a savings account integrated into its cash wallet and credit card and all of that, and that pays relatively good as well, which is backed by Goldman Sachs, ironically. Um, I think the savings account is. I know the credit card is. But, uh, yeah, so there's quite a few places you can go and look. So just look at, you know, the history and do a little bit of research. But but find one that is frictionless and easy for you to utilize. And then, um, yeah, keep an eye on it. But don't stress about the – if you're within a per, you know, half a percent to a percent. Sure. You're probably good. Especially if it's just three to six months. Shouldn't be tons and tons of money in there. Hopefully shouldn't make a huge impact. Well, that's all for today, folks. Again, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. It's to live on less than you make and invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.